And now, live from the new house in Burbank, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. She's a comedian who's ready to start thinking about 2020 and the re-election campaign for Max, the dog mayor of Idlewild, California. It's Renee Colvert. And he's a comedian for whom home means Nevada. Also, kitchen means hairbrush and bathroom means chocolate. It's hard. He's hard to talk to. It's David Huntsberger. <laughs> and Chef Jeff is here to show us how to make peppermint bark simply by showing it video of other peppermints. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus. Say hello to your best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little pumpkin pie cheesecakes. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. That carbohydrate, that seasonal carbohydrate was sent in by Nancy Olson on Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for all sorts of extra rewards and bonus content and whatnot. I would like to say hello to my guests. But first, I have to ask Daniel... What was that sort of existential sigh in the midst of the intro? I exhaust myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like a long way to go for a, for a cheesy joke. So, The peppermint bark was really good, though. Oh, yeah. thank you. Well, you know, there you go. You get something. Something for everybody. <laughs> I, want you to, I want that to be the new precedent for late night talk shows for anybody who's uh, introducing anything. I want to, uh, in the middle of it. I, think I, it I want be you to know I, it exhausts me, too. <laughs> Hello, Renee. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Hello, David Huntsberger. Welcome Hello. back. Thanks for having me back. Hello, Daniel. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> Hello, Jeff. Hey, Allison. You look so tan. Did you uh, get some sun in Hawaii? Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're so easy to please. Uh, I'd like to have everyone say their social media handles or whatnot so people can tweet and um, whatever else you do on social media along as they're listening. You can find me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Just one L and Allison. I don't know why. It's just how I was born. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen. And also... I'm just going to wedge this in. Childish Pod, the irreverent parenting podcast that I'm doing with Greg Fitzsimmons, is on Twitter and Instagram at Childish Pod. You could write to them while you're listening to this show. It'd be <laughs> weird, but why not? Hi, Renee. Where do we find... Oh, I, I already hide you. Hi. Well, I want another hi. Hi. Thank you. Where do we find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Renee S. Colvert. So uh, go ahead and tweet me on Instagram. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. David? I'm noticing this box over here says... Filing cabinet papers and junk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's Daniel's, Is actually. Is it a clue? Well, my Twitter <laughs> name has junk in it. Oh. So I, I like the word junk. I like the way junk it's written. It's word. a cool, like, uh, I don't know what there is about it. It's a shame, like... Uh, garbage is that bad? Yeah, there's too much stuff going on there. But junk yeah. like looks cool when it's written. It's, it's a good kind word. of fun to sounds say. sexual, though. Like someone's like Someone's private? junk. They're yeah. junk. Yeah. I feel like junk is a very 70s word. Oh, really? It feels like a 70s. Like for your package? I don't know. It's just like a word that you can see written like junk. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking like from a sexual standpoint, it didn't really show up 
till later in yeah that's a know. 90s sort of thing yeah, yeah. Your, your junk i like when accomplished people use it as what they've done and junk <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> nice all right i like that yeah. uh daniel and jeff throw out yours and then we need to talk about a word at Daniel Quant, I thought we were going to do that at the same time. <laughs> at Daniel Quant, see Quants on the snappy. Oh, God. Quants. Jeff. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, participating not at all, but you can find me there at Colonel Jeff Fox. Just one L and Colonel. Just like Allison. <laughs> I have a book out, Tropical Attire and Courage and Other Phrases That Scare Me, and you can get that at my website, allisonrosen.com, uh, and all sorts of other stuff as well. Okay, so since you were talking about 70s words and the word junk, the word janky, mm-hmm. I had like heard it periodically. Um, in fact, my IVF doctor, because I, I needed to take estrogen at some point, and I was like, I have... I have a bottle of estrogen from like two years ago. You know, is it cool if I still take this? Because what can happen to pills? And she's like, well, it's really kind of an inexpensive medication and I would just hate to mess anything up because you took janky estrogen. She did. (laughs) (laughs) But then I've been hearing Daniel say it lately and then I've been hearing other people say it. I don't truly think the word is having a resurgence. I think I'm just aware of it. I think it might be having a bit of a resurgence. But what does it mean? Does it mean junky? Janky is just like off. Yeah. It's just like it's doesn't fit together, I can right? smell your beer burp. <laughs> um, Sorry. <I> just, <laughs> anyway. That sounded, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. It was so accusatory. I didn't mean I don't burp. recall burping. <laughs> you know, I just, I just want to wa- remind Just a waft of beer. The other day, <laughs> you, were, you were in bed and I was saying goodbye because I was going to work, and I burped, and I blew it in the other direction, and they say chivalry is dead. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Um, what was I saying? Janky. I'm sorry. That was, I didn't, that was rude of I me. just think janky is just something that isn't, it just doesn't fit together. It's like it's not well built. I had an English teacher in high school, so his name was Janky, and the word was not... Like uh, prevalent enough then for us to be like, wow, make any sort of connection. Yeah. So when I heard it later, yeah, it took some like for me to make the transition to like, oh, it, okay, I get it. It means that. It was used pretty commonly in cars in high school. Mm. It's janky. Mm. I got a janky car. Jeff, you're a car guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I never really heard it. I mean, I've heard people say it about cars, but. I've, I think I've only heard it recently, maybe in the last five years. Maybe it is resurging. Probably. I just thought it was new. Hmm. Is it J-A or J-E? A, right? I would spell it J-A-N-K-E-Y. Oh, I wouldn't put the E in there. Hmm. You're hmm. doing it like hmm. Jan Key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Jan's Key. Are you willing to take out the E? Are you going to? You know, look, I like don't know. Spanky. I, I misspelled the word spelling on a spelling test. <laughs> Did you so, really? Yeah. So How'd you spell don't it? look to me to spell it. I'm probably one L. I don't remember. I remember Snuckula. all I remember is <laughs> all I remember is the teacher circling it and then and then writing. There's just something about someone misspelling spelling on a spelling test. And I was like, yeah, ah, yeah everyone's a fucking comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need the commentary teach. Pass, 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 pass. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Spelling's hard, and uh, I think it should be uh, outlawed. We just shouldn't have to do it. Is hard. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Do they still teach it in school? Like, is it as important as it was in our day? Now that there's autocorrect and all that, who knows? Yeah, my nephew is proud of what he can spell. 
read well and or spell well via dyslexia or whatever and you know you'd like uh you know you know seeing the words and then putting them where they belong that doesn't in any way equate to intelligence but i do think that people that spell extremely well are always very intelligent hmm. so that's an unfortunate we are sort of thank spectrum. you <laughs> <laughs> you're a great speller Actually, no. I was at one point. I don't feel like I am anymore. I don't know what happened. It doesn't leave you. I've, All the yeah. great spellers, they just... They just I feel like know if you really are good at spelling, you're focusing on the wrong shit. I think well, it's just there. of course there. you feel that way. <laughs> it I should do. just yeah. be there. I, it's bothersome to me when I can't spell a word because I'm like, yes. I've seen it. Why in the hell can't I spell this? There are certain words that I repeatedly can't spell unnecessary being one it takes me like four tries to get to nail it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i just refer to well for a while i just referred to refrigerators as i would just call it a fridge Mm -hmm. because i couldn't handle refrigerator i call them that too but i've like a fridge yeah yeah i do that i get oh but lately i've decided i'm gonna i'm not gonna be the person who says fridge in text we bought a refrigerator recently so this came up a lot okay so i'm just gonna i'm gonna swing for the fences i'm gonna do refrigerator and i got it right away <laughs> it's funny text. you're gonna go and say you, yeah, you now have an ice box <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's awesome there's so many words where often i conversationally will shorten it but because the spell check on text will give me the whole word i'll spell it out and makes it it makes me seem way more intelligent than i am you know because yeah. i'm like refrigerator <laughs> There's nothing yeah. <laughs> more insulting than that red line being like, we have no idea what you yeah. mean. Oh. No clue. No That's clue. what happens to you with unnecessary for yeah. so long. I'm like, I don't know what am I doing Help wrong. me. Come on. You know what I want. Harass, embarrass, mm-hmm. um, associate might be one of those. No, I think I could do that one. But there are a number of them where like, which one has two? How about this occasion. one? Occasion. Occasion would be a tough one. Fulfill. How many L's are in fulfill? All two L's. Two. Wait. F- fulfill. For f- three oh, Jesus, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I have no idea. I couldn't. Um, I, I also it's just F U L L F I L. Is that fulfill? That seems crazy. F U L F I L L. That makes more sense. Three for the win. I didn't get it correct. See, I but that anger and not knowing how I had to write an article recently of with dachshund, which is spelled completely wrong. Oh, that was yeah. Oh yeah, it's insane. T-S-O-N, right? (laughs) I feel like that's correct. Uh, But it's so frustrating because you just saw it, but then your brain two sentences later, like, yeah, we're not going to remember that. I've started to just take like, that's how I'm made. You you (laughs) fucking got the word. You know what I meant. Why do we have to spell it correctly? Thank you. Right. I'm a good speller. That tracks. I, in junior high school, we had a spelling bee for our junior high school. And so each English class had to pick their best spellers and send them, and I didn't get picked, but you could do a walk-on, and I was walking <laughs> past, it was after school, and I said, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in on this thing, and I got second place. Congrats. Thank you. Hell yeah. yeah. No, congratulations, because when people shorten up <laughs> right. words. Yeah. I still remember the word I lost on. What was Which it? Was? Picayune. Oh. oh, man. Which I had never even heard before. Yeah. The newspapers that do that, I just feel yeah. like that's such yeah. a shitty yeah. move. And then as an adult, I joined a spelling bee in a bar in uh, Brooklyn awesome. and I won cash money. How much? I think it was like 60 or $80. Good job. It was a decent amount of money. Yeah. And then all night people were coming up to me because the spelling bee went on for a long time. All night people were coming up to me like I'd be ordering a drink at the bar and they go, snap yo, you're that one. guy that won the, the spelling bee. <laughs> like I was a legitimate. Wow, you're like a hero. Yeah, yeah. I was a legitimate 
celebrity and then i would just learn i would just turn to him and give him the two gun fingers and i go stay in school kids <laughs> <laughs> um i was going to say have has this talent stayed with you as an adult but clearly it has yes pretty well i feel like it's slipping lately uh, as i also slip into middle age but uh yeah it stays with me pretty well are there the- any words that repeatedly trip you up I think the things like um, unnecessarily, uh, there were a bunch of them them that you mentioned that tripped me up. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird thing. Like it's not something I worked at. It's just, I've always been good at it. I've just always found it kind of effortless. Right. And I wish it was, I wish I had that skill at something that was, what do you call it? Valuable. (laughs) (laughs) Especially now. Hey, you made this, this netted you 60 to $80. It did. But it you, did. And you and, also and have a, claim. a clear indication of your mental decline. Whereas for right. me, I might not know if I'm going right. If I'm losing my mind, right? It's a it's a good benchmark. <laughs> you know, I have that's that as bad as it ever was. I yeah. can't spell didactic anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daniel is convinced that we had a conversation that I have no memory of, which is very out of character for me but very in character for him, no offense. I don't know how you could not... Do you even know what I'm talking about? It's in character for me what? To forget something. Like my memory No, but I remember a conversation. I'm not forgetting a conversation. Right. But my... I have a better memory. Uh Uh-huh. So basically what you're... (laughs) Just to be clear, what you're saying is, if you're right, Either I'm lying or I'm going crazy. Or I'm going crazy if I'm wrong. Pregnancy brain, would that factor in at all? <sighs> what was the conversation? I suppose. It was when we were moving and we were packing on Thursday and moving on Friday. And he... I had to go to work. Had to go Thursday. to work on Thursday morning because there was like a big conference call or something with like the boss of the um, the big boss man. Something like that. And... Daniel claimed that he had told me this, and I was like, "I did. I, you did not. I would totally mm, I remember did. if you had I told did, very me this. Much did. I remember right. it clearly. Yeah, that's what is alarming to me because well, I have zero, like zero. Well, were you on your phone this. or something though? Potentially, that's what I wanted I'm to not, know. I'm not lying. So, so now you have to contend with the option of are you crazy or am I crazy? Well, the yeah. burden is on you, good sir. You're the state. <laughs> I'm crazy. Our defendant over here needs only to provide a sliver so, of doubt. If, if I, I hear what you're saying. Can I just say something real <laughs> fast? If, in fact, you did tell me and I was present for that and I have zero recollection, like that is very out so, of character for me. I would like to enter something into evidence here. Oh, I will. Okay. okay. <laughs> Which is oh, that, co-judging. Which is that... Um, well, I can't allow you to be the defendant and also... I'll, I'll recuse. Okay. I recuse myself. <laughs> I appreciate that. Allison believes that she's always tuned in perfectly. However, she's often... Ready? On Twitter. So, I'll allow it. Yeah. She's <laughs> often buried in her phone. Mm-hmm. So it is... I wasn't looking at you when we were having this conversation. So I don't remember... I was I was facing my desk. Oh, boy. You were at your desk at the old place, and we were having the conversation. So it's possible that you were not completely tuned in. Do you remember her response? What she said when you told her? She's like, it was funny because I remember being actually surprised 
that she was okay with it. <laughs> the further proof that I <laughs> didn't catch it. Yeah. Well, I wait, would... <laughs> wait, just, just a hot minute. You weren't, you didn't see me when you were having this conversation. How do you know I was in the room? <laughs> <laughs> now that's a valid question I had walked past you so you would have had but to I- run out of the room very quietly which is not your style <laughs> how um, do I leave the room uh, as soon as I passed you you would have had to sneak out like a ninja but how wh- do I make a lot of noise when I leave the room normal no but you're not ninja like in your silence yeah. yeah normal human noise normal okay. human <laughs> uh <laughs> So yes, you would have. So, but but you didn't turn around to see what I thought of this when you talk when you said this or anything. No, why would I like just check the the facial? Like, okay, you said it was okay, but let me do a little. So I did say it was okay. That was you like that's fine. Yeah, because the concern was that I was. But I would never respond like that. Yeah, you did though, because I was saying that it was only going to be a couple hours in the morning, and I'd be back. Like, it wouldn't be long. And you're like, okay, as long as you're not taking, like, you're not gone for the whole day. Did she say, okay, that's fine, or okay, as long as you're not taking the whole well, day? Well, I don't remember verbatim what she <laughs> well, said. I said neither of them. I said neither of them. I'm leaning toward the defense over here. Your story keeps changing. <laughs> Listen, Dave. <laughs> I hate to do it. She's got pregnancy brain. This is a layup for you. You're blowing it. You can rule in her favor. I'm and it doesn't toward change it. the fact that that conversation happened. Is there a previous incidents of this happening where he claims he told you something no. and you don't remember it? No. Okay. I'm this sure there are, but I always buckle because she does have a better memory than okay. I generally. But this is something I remember clearly. <laughs> no, but that doesn't change the fact that this happened. Or, or I am legitimately going insane and inventing memories <laughs> out of whole cloth, which is should be very disturbing to you. I, I actually whole believe- cloth. Yeah, whole cloth, Dave. That's a phrase? I rem- I, yeah. Really? I huh? invent memories out of cloth. <laughs> they're cloth-based memories. And it's not part of a cloth. It's a whole cloth. And then you invent things out like, of it. Qu- they're like tapestries, my Ooh, memories. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yes. But, but what it was, what equally- is more disturbing to you, that you might have just forgotten something because you were distracted, or your husband is experiencing dementia? That I just forgot something. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it's you experiencing dementia. It's you. I really don't know. I I have a hypothesis just Please, from the limited good. facts we've been given. And mind you, whew, the human memory. I mean, what a thing. that Can you rely hey, on it? Are you right? <laughs> I think it was a miscommunication. I think the some version of the conversation probably happened. I think both parties were a little bit distracted. And it's one of those things that slips into the, uh, the I atmosphere. believe it's probably, yes, it's a combination of... Her being distracted and maybe not not understanding exactly what I was saying, so it got recorded. You also her weren't facing her, which means something had your attention yes. as well. Wait, wait, or she was distracted by my hiney. <laughs> that could be. That's <laughs> her brain was elsewhere. I think, it sounds like we were both staring at our computers. No, no, I was looking at the art table, walking towards my desk. Wendy was under my desk. What does Wendy what? have to say about this? What does she, she think? You were looking she at the, but you were looking, at, but you weren't looking at me. You were looking at the. I was art walking table. towards my desk, having the conversation. Why don't so we work on our communication skills and not talk to desks? <laughs> <laughs> maybe we, maybe we spin around a little bit and address our loved ones. My, my, but that's even weirder because I was, I thought that you had your back to that? me. 
this I is walk, I was talking to you is, and then I turned and, like the conversation that's how it went I would talk to you and then you were answering me as I was walking towards can my desk you to sit down what what if do you sometimes talk with um, your earbuds in on your phone very rarely so this is potentially Oh yeah, she said, I was on the phone. She's, yeah, she's on the phone with someone else. You don't see it. The phone's tucked up under her hair. Then she gets up, ninjas out of there. Oh, she could have been talking You're, to someone, and right. I thought she was talking. Right? To yeah. yeah. Oh, Classic sitcom move. Mm-hmm. Yep. That well, is the strongest theory. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. leaning toward that. But one. Dan, here's 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 another thing that's questionable. Mm-hmm. Daniel can't remember when or what day what he told me. You seem like Not now, now but I were, when we <laughs> first had this conversation, I was pretty sure when it happened. No, even when we first had the conversation about did this conversation about this happen? not conversation not happening? No, nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, wow. I'm going to allow Those that are as well. Fighting words. Why right there? Like, this is getting intense. I, I thought it was like Wednesday or Thursday of the previous. No, <laughs> I would definitely remember that because I would have like geolocated everything right. about that. Okay, I'm going crazy. No, no, no. Let's no. not create such a chasm that it's one side There's or the a, other. I, this is Gentle Valley <laughs> in the middle where you're both a little busy, preoccupied, yeah. not looking at one another and communicating. Which, what are the chances? By the way, distracted which, by a move. Which supports me being right. Let, let's get away from who's right here. No, no, but, but like, both. it either happened or it didn't happen. There, there isn't a reality Here's where what that I conversation think is possible. happened and didn't happen. Here's yes, there is. It's a Schrodinger's no, no. cat kind no, of no. thing. No, it, ha- it, the what you're saying Here's though is that it happened, happened, but you were like, if a tree falls in a forest and no one hears it, well, it did fall. Is but, that tree facing a desk? Yeah, right. If Daniel said it, but I did not catch it, mm-hmm. that's how we're both right. Yeah, exactly. Except that you. Were saying that it was okay. That part I can't. I can't. The bridge too far. You were not happy about the situation, but you were what? happy that I wasn't going to be gone all day. That was my reaction the second time you told me, and I'm like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And you're like, "I did tell you." And I'm like, "Okay, well, it's long." Well, isn't that interesting? How your reaction the second time mirrors your reaction the first time. It's almost as though. It's possible that that could have been your reaction the first time. And then I completely forgot about yes. it, even though, you know what? This is no yes. longer interesting. I don't. <laughs> mm. Uh-oh. I, I mean, you made a good closing argument. Yeah, that was there. pretty good. And then you try to just instantly end the case. Because all of a sudden I was like, oh no, we have listeners or had. <laughs> they love it. No. If, okay, fine. Just for a tiny bit longer. That reaction that you're remembering. <laughs> It's good. The reaction that you're remembering is when it was brought to my attention that you won't be there at the beginning of Thursday, mm. the packing day. Mm. And I was upset about that, and eventually I just sort of accepted it. Mm-hmm. That's what you're recapitulating here. Mm-hmm. But part of the reason I was upset about it is, and, and that I had trouble believing that we had had this conversation is because I knew that like I wouldn't have been cool with it. Now you've lost me. I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've matter. finally done it. And we're done. All right. This is exhausting. <laughs> this is exhausting. It makes me want to sleep, and it makes me want to sleep in my Brooklyn and sheets because they're Ooh. the best sheets ever. They're super comfortable, and they're very stylish. You spend a third of your life in sheets. I would like to spend more than that. The holiday season is a great time for a bedding upgrade for you or a loved one. These are five-star sheets. Uh, the way they were invented, the husband and wife team, 
spent the night in a hotel. They loved the sheets. They asked the hotel, where do we get sheets like this? And the hotel's like, you get them here and they're going to cost you a bazillion dollars. And they're like, this is insane. We There's got to be a way to source sheets that are this nice that, that aren't hugely overpriced. Um, these are luxury sheets, but they're affordable. My Brooklinen sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. Now it's time for your upgrade. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code BESTFRIEND at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code BESTFRIEND at Brooklinen.com. That's BR. R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and use promo code best friend. So again, Brooklinen.com, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code best friend, Brooklinen. These really are the best sheets ever. Okay. Let's bring back Topic Sombrero. <gasps> we haven't done it in a long time. I couldn't find the sombrero. This is where we pull a topic that uh, listeners have sent in. Out of a sombrero. However, this time we're going to be using a Mrs. Claus mug. Um, when I was going through stuff in the move, I found an envelope that's a topic sombrero. This envelope hasn't been opened wow. in whew, 400 years. It's like a time capsule. Wow. These were yeah. sent in back in the day. So we need to replenish the sombrero or the cup with vintage, new topics. Vintage. These are vintage topics. The people who sent these in, who knows if they're even on this earth anymore. You'd be like, yeah, will yeah. the Democrats ever lose another election? Right. <laughs> nah. So anyway, there's a song. It's the topic, topic sombrero. We asked for topics and you sent them in. It's the topic, Topic sombrero. Now pick a topic and let's begin. It's the topic sombrero. sombrero. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. At the Copa. <laughs> what? That's a good song. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not familiar huh? with that. Um, <laughs> now, we first brought this back on my episode with Liza Skinner. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. And also listen to the Monday episode this week with Asif Ali, whom I met when I um, moderated the TBS rec panel. He's super funny. He is in, he's one of the four guys. Um, they, I think they refer to themselves as four brown dudes. Cause I was, sorry, let me back up. There's a sketch comedy, uh, sketch comedy hour that's premiering on Comedy Central. And it has Asif Ali, Hassan Minaj, Fahim Anwar, and Aristotle. I forget his last name. Athiris. Yes. Um, I saw it. It's really funny. Um, it's this, if you're hearing, when you're hearing this on Thursday, it was on on Tuesday. Um, but you could probably repeat. But anyway, it was like the press release talks about it as four Muslim Americans but then every time, but Asif Ali kept referring to himself as Indian. And I noticed he didn't refer to himself as Muslim, even though he is. And I'm wondering, like, I don't. Indian people can be Muslim. <laughs> you know, I know. But I'm wondering if it's, a, if like, that is not how they, it was pitched to me like. They don't self-identify. Right. As Muslim American, even though their press materials are like, it's, you know, a Muslim American sketch group. I don't know. It's just, it, it's interesting. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, they just call themselves four brown dudes. 
listen to that episode too. Okay. Who wants to do the topic sombrero Mrs. Claus mug honors, which means who wants to pull out a topic? Me. I do. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, when Here I did this for Liza Skinner, we were sort of, we noticed how earnest many of them were. So I don't know. <laughs> it was a simpler time. Yeah, I know. Are you ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The friend zone. So. <laughs> question is what are our thoughts on the friend zone i have said before i don't i personally don't really believe that you can get friend zoned i feel like if two people are meant to be together eventually they will end up together so i don't know that i mean i think the notion of the friend zone is like well what i I think i think the notion of the friend zone is like you sort of like nothing happens and then you just become friends and you just stay friends right is or is it like i'm not sure does like, a guy feel like he gets put into the friend zone by a girl because she's just not into him is that yeah, even i think a it's thing? a nice way to say unrequited love yeah like is that a thing that women or girls use as much as guys i think that's something guys say a lot more probably i definitely experienced it from the guys, you know, right. like oh, i really like her i'm attracted to her and i think i'd be a good match and then right. she'd be like, oh, my God, Josh texted me or something like that. Yep. Like, God damn it. <laughs> and yeah. I have to pretend like, well, what do I do here? Do I I'm trying to be a good person that cares about your life. Like, yeah. oh, what do you say? But inside, like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and I think that's real that, you know, you're you're I think people go into the friend zone because of that, where they're like, I do care about you. And I want you to see that I like you. Like Greg Barrett used to have a really funny joke about it. Like, OK, you don't love me. How about this? I'm going to make you a mixtape. <laughs> and that's such a perfect, like, yeah. what if I do like a grand gesture this? or to yeah. show you that I'm thinking about you? All these things that are yeah. seemingly, if someone's not attractive to you, those things never help. Right. But then I don't know. I think people reach a certain age where I always think about it when you hear a story of like a woman's with like a bad boy or a guy that treats her poorly. The natural reaction is like, God, oh, that sucks. But there's still a part of me that's like, who's the guy that you ditched for this right. guy? Yeah. Right. Or yeah. there's there's definitely some guy that you overlook and don't mm-hmm. you know think of that way. I think it's more yeah, it's probably a younger thing. I don't think I've really seen it or experienced it after like yeah. thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used yeah. to call it getting friended. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Where like um, you'd be hanging out with a girl and you're getting along with her, and you're like, This is great. Yeah, I think she likes me. Yeah, I like her. And then all of a sudden something like they've said would happen you should be like oh i thought we were just friends You'd be like i didn't think that <laughs> <laughs> but i think there's enough stories of sticking with it continuing to be a good friend that does eventually turn into love that there's a reason to keep trying i don't yeah. believe i've ever heard one of those stories ever <laughs> yeah. in the history of humanity Maybe when you get That's older fair. like i think um yeah i'm just trying to think like when you're young especially a young man it's it's probably works both ways but it's like imp- it was impossible for me to ever know if a girl was interested in me. I had just could not, didn't know what the signals were, couldn't decipher it. It was just total, you know, f- totally foreign. And so if I really liked someone, anything is possible, you know? And, and you know, and if, and if she wasn't, I wouldn't know it. Mm-hmm. So then you would find out, yeah, she's into this other guy, and you're like, oh, you got friended. But the, the attraction just was never there. You didn't, like, start out like maybe it was possible and then find yourself in the friend zone. It just was never going to happen. See, this is blowing my mind because my whole life I've thought the friend zone was like some, like what I was, I'm just repeating myself, but um, I have to, uh, was like a, th- a th- 
a thing that happens if you miss the window for romance and then it just settles into friend zone. But I'm realizing now it's a play on end zone, right? Which I never realized till right now. <laughs> um, and that really it's just a way to describe when you like a girl or you like a guy and you're then they just want to be your friend. That's what being stuck in the friend zone is. It isn't like a, uh, a, 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 the thing I said first. I, I, think it's like, <laughs> yeah. I do think that the, the, the idea is that you could have had something. So that is part of it, it. Yeah, but I don't know that I believe that that's ever really true. But it also yes. could just I, be the acceptance of like, this has been the case the entire yes. time. But now that I accept it, I will well, label I, it as I, such. I believe if, if, if you're really attracted to somebody, you're attracted to them. Like it doesn't, you, you might like settle into a relationship that's more friend. You might overlook the person, but that can be turned around if you're if the attraction is there. I don't think that. I, I think friend zone is like ne- it was never really there. Like there's plenty of guys that I have been friends with, and at the very beginning, I did sort of like them as more than a friend, and then we just settled into friends. And I, I, but none of them do I feel like I should have been with them. Like I should, I should not have been with them. But I think perhaps the friend zone is on the other end of that. That guy is like, I should have been with her. And next thing I know, we're whatever that might be. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's complaining to me about her boyfriend that treats her like crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish he was nice like you. Like, oh, you know who's nice like me? Me. <laughs> yeah. But I know guys who's like their maneuver is to be the one that she confides in while she's having boyfriend trouble and then they swoop in i got swooped in on and then i know Hmm. that um i know that and then we got married (laughs) (laughs) his now wife i think also it was like a similar situation where she was talking to him about her shitty boyfriend and then now they're together that's his hmm. move. I don't know if he knows it's his move. I think age is also a factor. I think that's a correct yeah. assessment. Yeah. I don't remember if Daniel or David said that. But I feel like this is a pre, uh, pre-college pre or pre-college thing. Yeah. And after yeah. That, right, you when don't you really don't just it. talk through, talk about I, things. Right, and you, and you also understand your game and their game and yes. the signals a lot better. Right. Yes. And also, you just you kind of know what you want. And, you learn, and you learn how to... Um, this is too strong a word, but like the, the game of seduction. Like, that sounds so like... <laughs> is that what you, that that you played so, with me? Oh, I hate that word. But it's like, I don't know any other way to put it. Like you you learn... Yeah. I know, it's so cheesy. Like I am wearing a bathrobe right now. Just um, just picturing you with like a pipe at but 13 years all old. All I mean when I say that, all I mean is when I say that is like you learn how to flirt and you learn when there's something and when there isn't something. It, that's all. And so when you're, when I was like, until a certain age, I had no idea. And so you're just like, I just liked her. And, you know, but there was never anything. But then at a certain point, that never happened again because I always could tell if Wait, there was attraction. Wait, do you feel like you flirted with me? What do you mean? <laughs> I feel like, I feel like we just got to know each other in like a pretty earnest way. Like, I don't feel like there was like flirtation. Right. Did you guys start on this? Or did you say right? Like, that's what you think? Well, I didn't flirt with you. If I had flirted with you, you would have run for the hills. You'd know it, baby. No, like, <laughs> you're... I flirted with you. Uh, no, no, no. You have five kids the, right now. The game of seduction is afoot. <laughs> no, but the way 
Daniel said right. That was very bathroom. No, but I mean, I, I, I could read the type of person you were. I knew that if I had come on strong with that your game, be with your <laughs> game of seduction, I had a little bit of game. Come on, um, well, you know, try it out. Is that so like hard to believe? <laughs> Anal. <laughs> well, you know try it out. I think you like it. I'm not laughing at the notion of you flirting. I'm laughing at your use of the phrase "game of seduction" <laughs> for lack of a better. Term, what I other? I don't know. Like game how of else seduction. I, yeah. <laughs> I, it, listen, I'm laughing with you. I'm I'm fully engulfed in in self loathing for having used that phrase. <laughs> it is not does not reflect. It's not the an accurate description of it, but I don't know what else to say. It's it's it. All it is is knowing when someone's interested, and then understanding how far to go. So, like you sized me up as like, oh, well, I knew I, I knew that flirt it, with, if flirt in a however you whatever page it would have it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have been appropriate. Like right, you weren't we ready were the, for that. So you know, I thought <laughs> I wasn't ready for the full. <laughs> you weren't ready for the full quants. <laughs> If I'd have, if I would have, if I'd given you the full quants, you would have been either. You'd never stop ovulating. Quants. Full quants. Fuck. Oh, brother. The game is just assessing people. Oh, are you going to cut all this out? Yeah. No, I, no, I think the game involves assess. That's gotcha. That's number step one. one. Step one it's of the, the game playship is assessing. Uh, the only choice then, I have now is to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> this is the quants method. It's not just the for folding sweaters. Is many things. <laughs> this is only part of it. So you make an assessment, and part of it is like, can I get this person? No, 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 no. But it's like if I'm attracted to somebody, it's like, uh, what's the best first, way? First to... is like, is there any interest? And then you're you talk to them, and you you know you go as far as the other. But you you're like responding to them. It's so it's there are many. Many games of seduction. No, so many I mean, plays so in the game. Getting, if you're getting some rebuffing, you walk away and say, that game is not worth playing. <laughs> Which I think a lot of people don't do. They go, oh, Wendy Peppercorn, I'm going to figure out a new maneuver well, so and a young keep man, attacking. Right, so a young man, myself, would not, who's not able to listen or respond to you would just come on full bore <laughs> and scare them away, which right. is all I ever did until a certain age. I'd be like... You know, raised on movies where I'm supposed to make a grand gesture. I'm going to, you know, do whatever. And they would be like, I'm never talking to you again. I'm so <laughs> creeped out. Or I'm like so uncomfortable with this situation. Do you remember that, that young age that is probably preteen age where as guys, I don't know where we got this idea from movies or whatever, but there was the idea of the pickup line. And mm-hmm. it was you had a pickup line or you would hit it's on like a there's woman. A magic. Yeah, like there's yeah. a cheat code. Right. And if you said the right thing, all of a sudden it was just boom, everything would be unlocked and a woman would turn and be and like, her oh, eyes would turn yeah. into pinwheels. And she'd be like, <laughs> yeah. what did you say about me being an angel? <laughs> when really the best pickup line is just high, just normal approach. I think it's I just remember, confidence and look at just, my balls. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, this. This is so weird. I remember when in early twenties, a girl saying, "Yeah, guy used a pickup line on me," and I thought it was so ridiculous that I liked him. And I go, "What was the line?" And it was the one about 
oh, that sweater is very becoming on you. Of course, <laughs> if I were wrapped around your chest, I'd be coming on you. That's crazy. Nuts. And she was like, <laughs> that yeah. one cracks me up, though. <laughs> but, but that's what, she well, was they, like, that was funny. It was so yeah. ridiculous. But I bet he had a non-threatening energy. Yeah, the yeah. delivery was of yeah. that. It was like, like, this is absurd. Yeah. yeah. But wow. still, that's to pretty say strong. It, yeah, that's yeah. a... I mean, the, the whole idea is breaking the ice, isn't it? It's just... But so, that oh, I don't know, Daniel. Ooh. You tell me. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Right. Tell game, me what is the idea? When the Daniel? game is afoot, <laughs> what is the best method? The game is afoot. <laughs> I don't know. The game, of course, is seduction. <laughs> <laughs> Alice Rosen is your new best friend. <laughs> is supported by BarkBox, the dog obsessed company that celebrates the special connection you share with your dog. They create a monthly gift that both you and your dog can't wait to open. Here's how it works. You let them know your dog's... Daniel, do you use the quants method with Wendy? Because you are very forward. I have forward. fully seduced Wendy. <laughs> she is into me. She's my snuggleberries. Then you choose the one, six, or 12-month plan. Shipping is free to anywhere in the U.S. and Canada. Every month, BarkBox sends the best all-natural treats and shoes and innovative toys to match your dog's unique needs. Uh, in our most recent BarkBox for Wendy, it was Grinch-themed, and there are super, super high-quality treats in there that she the goes treats, nuts for. She is bananas for the treats. Yeah, oh it's God. like... Pork and beef, it's like a barbecue right? pork and then yeah. like a freeze dried steak and then the toys she loves yeah, to she even play with toys. Toy. I know, but she's toys. into these toys. Um in addition to being the best assortment of dog products, it's also the very best value. Each box has free delivery and contains over forty dollars worth of toys and treats with subscriptions starting at twenty dollars. Uh for a Free extra month of BarkBox, visit barkbox.com slash Allison when you subscribe to a six or 12-month plan. That's BarkBox.com slash Allison for a free extra month with a 6- or 12-month plan. BarkBox.com slash Allison. Okay. Should we pull another topic from the cup? Uh-oh. I'm passing it oh. around. David's turn. <laughs> this game it's the is drawing topics. Ooh. Well, maybe this is too similar. What is love? That's too similar. That's too yeah. similar. Okay. okay. Good question. Yeah, you guys send send in topics. You know where to hit me up. <laughs> okay, here we go. <clears throat> this might be similar as well. Should you tell your partner how many people you've slept with? Yes. So as I was you mean going today, <laughs> as I was uh, revisiting these topics, I was noticing that many of them were about relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I. The funny thing is, I don't know that Daniel and I have had that conversation. And in as I, a younger person, I feel like I was like always having that conversation. Mm, I mean, we, I think we generally know, but we haven't really. I don't walked need to in. know specifics. I don't need like I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I I know the general like you know broad strokes of your dating life, and that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Good God! What are the reasons to? do it i guess i've never understood that why what 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 yeah, yeah. things are you going to get out of anything that? good that comes from it the, really. the term there should as if there are specific rules yeah. i think when you're in some relationships it seems like well we need to know this right others it just goes along and you right. find like this groove where you're like i think we're better off just not talking about it it just doesn't seem like us it doesn't seem like it would help or hinder anything mm-hmm. yeah and i honestly i feel like that's none of my business in a way like those are your memories 
and they don't involve me and I don't have any kind of right to know them. If you wanted to share it with me or whatever, that's fine. But, but there's something about like letting someone have their, the privacy of their own life experience kind of. Huh? That's if, so interesting and noble that you look at it that way. Plus I'm but, worried that so you're what are the, <laughs> <laughs> what would the spectrum there be? Like there'd be, sections of it meaning that some people would just ah we had the i did this and this and this college was this or this single scene was this or whatever but then if someone never told you maybe you heard it third party like you know your partner used to be a sex worker and or um compulsive like in a sex addiction group or something where like maybe i need to know that that you would need to know would you would i um if it well, I feel I mean, like that would come actually, up because it's sort of a part yeah. of the person's identity. It depends yeah, on yeah. the person. It depends on the person they're with. If the person would have a problem with it, then they should know. Mm-hmm. Now, should they have a problem with it is another issue. But like, if I'm someone who's got a real problem with the sex industry and you worked in it, I feel like maybe I should know only because it would be a problem for me to right. find out. Right. Um, not because... I deserve it, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I bet if we met when we were younger, we would have had these conversations. Maybe. Like, I just feel like, like sometimes it's when I think like, oh, we never, we've never actually talked about spe- the, those specifics. That's weird to me because I feel like I used to always have that conversation. But I feel like when you're younger, it's like more, it's a thing you're more concerned with. And then when you're older, it's this thing of like, yeah, everyone has had, everyone has a past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think maybe the reason to do it is for significance, to to just be like, yeah, I've, I'm not one of a thousand. <laughs> I, I've got... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I, I agree with you that it's a case-by-case basis. Yeah. Because a little bit, you're going to bring your previous relationship into your new one. So the one that's going to like make it difficult in mm-hmm. that relationship, be like, here's why, not your fault. So learn about that. But other than that, I don't know if you need to know about yeah. that one weird Friday night. You know, honestly, well, actually, actually, okay, so there's hookups, and then there's relationships. Right. And I think, like, hookups are irrelevant. Like, okay, you hooked up so many times. Like, that doesn't really matter. But, like, if you've had, like, a real long-term relationship, that might be good to know just because it'll inform this relationship whether or not you had one and how it went. But, But not because I'm, like... I need to know how many sex partners you had. Mm-hmm. I'm needy and I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we're done, we can move on from that. I, no, I don't no, think this go, has go much value, but I think the significant ones, the ones where it, like you were saying, like defines their personality and or could tell you a little bit about who you are. If they're like, all of my other partners were abusive yeah. or this or this or mm-hmm. this, you're like, Oh, what does this say about me? Right. That might be useful. Right. That did add value, David. Okay. Yeah. Great. Which value? That was quite a lot of added value. <laughs> you know See, what, listener? You get added value. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's amazing? Added value. What? Storyworth. Storyworth yeah. is amazing. This is this company. You sign up for a, a a subscription. You give it to a loved one. They get weekly prompts uh, each week, and they're asked to like share a story about. Um, that the probably questions that you never thought to ask. For example, I gave this to my, oh, sorry, let me explain what it is. And then at the end of the year, you receive a bound copy of all their stories. It's like a really well done book. I gave this to my dad. My dad 
is the kind of guy who repeats stories all the time. So I'm like, there's literally no way I haven't heard all these stories. But at the same time, it'd be nice to have them bound in a book for future generations. Um, but then it, there were, there were, I learned stuff about him that I never knew, like his first jobs, like what, how old, not that this is like a huge thing, but the whole story around when he learned to drive, because I didn't know that it, he was 18, not 16, because that was what the age was in New York back then, and like all these odd jobs that he had had, and stuff about his relatives, and it was, it's really fascinating. It's a great, great gift, especially around this time of year. Um, I wish I'd done this with my grandfather. You know, because all of his stories are gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Send it to your grandpa. Purchase a subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends them an email with a question about their life. They simply reply to this email with their story, or they can record it over the phone by calling the StoryWorth number. All stories are private and only shared with family that you choose. After a year, their stories will be bound into a beautiful keepsake book. For $20 off... Visit storyworth.com slash BFF when you subscribe. Again, for $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash BFF when you subscribe. Okay, let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've missed the skadoops. <laughs> Back, baby. Yes, skadoop doop. <laughs> All right. This is going to feel like JMO crossed with Snack Chat. Joe says, chicken is in my top five of favorite pizza toppings. And then he lists the five. One, pepperoni. Two, sausage. Three, mushroom. Four, chicken. Five, pineapple. Mm-hmm. And then he says, pepperoni and pineapple is my favorite pizza. How do we, this is, this is, it's a, it's a big topic for just me or everyone. How do we feel about that though? I have to say, I don't eat pizza that often and I certainly don't eat pineapple pizza very often, but I like it. I like pineapple on pizza. I think the larger question is who sits around and ranks their pizza top. (laughs) Joe does. Joe does. does. So that to me is like, uh, because you're creating such rigid parameters for how you enjoy, what you enjoy in life. What do you create lists? Yeah, you create lists where then then you go in and like, what do you guys want on a pizza? And you're like, well, I only like these five. These are your options. What if you want to fill? You know, my pizza list is only four on my top list (laughs) lists. (laughs) Well, what if the person is every week revising the list and it's exciting to know who's at the top? Yeah, Yeah. so it's the the rankings. rankings. Yeah, ooh. I will say I like chicken fine. I think it's okay on pizza. I think it's an acceptable piece of topping, but I don't. I don't think it does anything for me on pizza. I, it doesn't really rank. Yeah. Wood-fired barbecue chicken yeah. pizza. That's, good. That's a unique and California I, pizza kitchen It always pizza. surprises me and how much also, I like that. Also, a pesto yeah. chicken pizza is a, a really good pizza with garlic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I don't feel like those are so common that they would break the top five for me. Right, right. I hear you. Mm-hmm. On just a traditional pizza, Pepperoni. marinara, etc., tomato-based pizza, what toppings are you going for? That would be start, start with pepperoni. Like a well-cooked pepperoni, too. Like a nice, crisp. One that you can never find, but uh, artichoke hearts. Mm. Give me that all day long. I don't know if I've had that. That sounds good, though. It's fantastic. You know, it sounds totally white trash, but it's very good. Mayonnaise? Yeah. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Mustard. (laughs) (laughs) 
is meatballs on a pizza. Oh, yeah. that sounds good. It's yep. really good. The, yeah. it Buffalo good. mozzarella. Ricotta. Mm. Like, as yeah. Top thing. Like, Have you ever had ricotta on a pizza? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Oh my Phenomenal. God, it's so good. A white so pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, I do bacon. And it's Interesting. Great. Oh, yeah. Black olives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. you better believe it. <laughs> now where are you with mushrooms and this might be pregnancy speaking but i feel like i don't the mushrooms are sort give, me, of like, give me those mushrooms really do you feel but like they his add a lot list was top five if there were 15 i'm like yeah I like all good those. mushrooms are good good olives not the the canned black olives yeah. i'll take them oh uh, yeah swing they them are, over well i mean i'll salt. take them sure would you would you order an everything pizza yeah yeah no i feel like the bell pep the peppers i don't need that <gasps> the bell peppers I'll take them. Okay. Broccoli is one that like gets on the fringe end for me. I'm like I'd prefer broccoli, not to have broccoli. Broccoli, yeah, no so. onions can fucking suck a dick. Uh, I, and, but everything else is good. <laughs> I even like anchovies. Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. had anchovies, right pizza, on pizza. anchovies in the right pizza. Anchovies, really salty. It just yeah. tastes like it's you just it's bit just into salty. a like a video game. Like unlimited salt. That is exactly how it feels. Just like that. I like the whisper of olives and mushrooms, meaning that when everybody wants to order the everything pizza, I will take off all the olives and oh, mushrooms, but I like the whisper flavor. remaining. Yeah. And then like they're the, like, why mm. didn't you just tell us you didn't like it? And then they won't believe me that I like the whisper. Then I'm over there with your Ooh. olives as rings on my fingers, <laughs> <laughs> gently you, eating them. Do you like the whisper of anchovy? I haven't had it. I should yeah, try. Yeah, anchovy I, whispers. Get at me. I want to try anchovy whispers. <laughs> I feel like it would. It's anchovy's whisper is like, hey, hey, what's up? You'd have to be like, shh, whisper. Yeah. It's with, shh, with its theater. salty, br- briny breath. <laughs> hey, hey, pass that. <laughs> you you going to eat all that? <laughs> Call me Chovy. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? <laughs> Want to watch the game? <laughs> just, just wait. You can just keep it down. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's, not, it's not exactly a whisper. <laughs> this, this is how I whisper. <laughs> Hope you like salt. We can share this seat. There's enough room. <laughs> Jennifer Takaji says, "Whenever I wake up from a dream that has someone from my past that I haven't seen in a long time, I w- uh oh." Jesus Boom! Mid sentence. There it is. You win the prize. I wonder if I've ever been in a dream of theirs, or I wonder whose dreams I show up randomly in. You got to text and ask immediately. Yeah. Every day, who even if it's like uh, someone I haven't seen in for ages, and it's the worst, like out of the blue. I don't, no formalities. And they're like, hey, how you been doing? How are the kids? I just go, I had a dream about you last night. Any chance you had one about me? How crazy that would be. Do you really do that? Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. That is ever amazing. Turned, cool. It has never turned out. <laughs> never. Like, I did too. Because then the second step of that, if it ever happened, would be amazing. Like, Wait, yeah. You're yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. Yours. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then suddenly you have the same dream. Yeah. You owe it to them to just at least reach Find out to ask. do that. Yeah. You know what would be cool is, a, is a, an app where anonymously, if you had a dream oh, about someone, you, you can could let them know. Oh. Yeah. And then people, you don't, so that it, you'd tell them. You dream matched. That'd be nice. Yeah. Well, you know, you just found out, oh, three people, people dreamt about me last night. You'd be you'd doing is like clout reaching level. out on Twitter to people going like, hey, Jane Lynch, add me on uh, the dream app. Because <laughs> I <laughs> dreamed, you would, it would very rarely be people in your like calendar. Well, no, you'd have to connect yeah, to your uh, like friend, your, your contact list. That's so what that I mean. It's, it's, more often than not, I think, going to be just slightly outside of that. Like, oh, that kid that was in third grade I, right. or something like yeah. that. 
Yeah. How fun would it be, though, if you found out and it's just like, oh, yeah, that girl that I liked in high school dreamt about me. I'm 45. (laughs) (laughs) I got there. I made it. (laughs) What I always wonder is that thing where you kind of have a crush on someone after you have a dream about them. Mm -hmm. Did you have the dream because some part of you already had the crush? Or is it Mm -hmm. really like the dream put the idea in your head? I don't know that I've ever had that. You haven't? I don't think so. Has anyone here ever had that? Mm-hmm. I felt weird about people after dreams. Yeah. But yeah. I don't, know I don't think it has yeah. anything to do with the person, though. But you have the feeling because, um, oh boy, I'm going to get boring right now. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I did have it, but it wasn't someone I know. There's a oh. movie, Ladybugs, with Rodney Dangerfield and I believe <laughs> Jonathan Landis. Mm-hmm. And the girl in that, I had a dream about her, and then I was... Kind of like smitten? very smitten, and I, then she was later in Eyes Wide Shut, and she pops up. Oh, here and there. I know exactly. Oh, yeah. who you're talking about. I was talking just about? thinking about her last week. I'm not joking. <laughs> who is it? She's a little like, I don't know her name. Two, that's the only two roles she's ever it's like been Mila? in. Um, is it I Mia Wazalowski? No, uh, I no. She was I, the even girl. If you guess it, I wouldn't. She was know. the prostitute in Eyes Wide Shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I know. There's, Jeff, could you look up who this? Good job, Jeff. Uh, yeah. She's objective. Yeah, that is, I should say that I haven't. Yeah, I I was very much like because in the dream she was very cute, very cute. But yeah. then in dreams you have like this weird connection where there's not a lot of dialogue, mm-hmm. so you're just feeling all these- right. It's just a, it's a saturated with so, a feeling. Is yeah. it Vanessa Shaw? That's her. Yeah. So yeah, um, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It has nothing to do with I never the person. Looked it up. <laughs> this was back in the time you couldn't wake up out of a dream and Google. You just had to watch the credits, and I uh, I didn't. I didn't commit her name to memory for whatever reason, but I did when she popped up in things. Yeah. I'd be like, <gasps> so like the projection her. of this is the my psychological interpretation of what happens. The projection. I thought you weren't going to get boring. You know what? <laughs> You're right. Thank you. I'm no, let, no, <laughs> come on, it, man. Let, yeah, let it. No, fly. I legitimately do think it's boring. Um, <laughs> But uh, it may be interesting. So I, what happens is like in your brain, there's a part of your spirit that you're that you that is that thing that you need to have a relationship with that you that projects itself. And what that means is when you're looking at somebody, when I'm looking at you, David, or you, Allison, that image of you exists only in my brain. <laughs> right. I know it exists only in my brain, and so I can I can take that image and graft onto it projections of things. And so in your dream. That happens. It, like it grafts onto that person. So then when you wake up and you think about them or you see them, suddenly they like become closeness. an externalization of that inner part of you that you that is the thing you fall right. in love with. But is it random that he put Vanessa Shaw in his dream? I, or? I think I think it might be because you thought about her that day or something. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily what if, to, what if to take it a step hippier? We're atoms. We're a collection of atoms. This planet's been around for a long time. Potentially, even if you existed as animals, you died near one another, and those atoms get permeated through the soil and whatnot, and then somehow or another, life takes place again, and those atoms have to come from somewhere. And a certain percentage of the atoms that make up uh, someone, mm-hmm. you just have this weird feeling. Like your atoms kind of recognize them. Like, I think three lives ago, oh. you were the horse I rode in that western town. <laughs> Or something that, yeah. and so they, there's this weird draw spiritually in that way. Like that's too hippie-ish and weird. I like yeah. that idea I like too. it though. I it's like good. that. Yeah. It's fun, right? I know you're Adams. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, Jeff, right? Oh my God, this guy over here. Uh, that was very not balls out. I, <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Um, 
Wait, that was last week's show, wasn't it? Yeah, just bring oh, it back. Right. I might not even be still living. You did go to Hawaii. We don't know what's happened. Oh, yeah. I should make it clear. I mean, I don't know or, if I should, but I'm going to. We're pre-recording this. In so, 1984. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, we're pre-recording this because Daniel and I will be in Hawaii when this airs. I was all turned around. I thought this was the Thanksgiving show. Thanksgiving happened a week ago in showtime it's all very confusing yeah man i'm already confused jeff david and i are dead we might just be what if if la is gone right now oh jeez all because we went to hawaii yeah and attempted fate you really did oh my god who knew that we would get nuked by mexico (laughs) but now you're just fucking with my brain (laughs) (laughs) that's one of the things i'm afraid of not by mexico but just you know (laughs) nuclear (laughs) war Shira Myers says, everything seen with a night vision cam is immediately scary until my brain registers what I'm actually looking at. Uh-oh. The scary part of night vision <laughs> <Yeah>. cam. <laughs> Baby These yawns are fantastic. <laughs> Pregnancy yawns. <laughs> they are dramatic yawns. They like just yawns. spring into right in the middle of... They're insistent. <laughs> oh, man, I do wish you guys were in an actual courtroom now. Yeah. It's like, let me tell you a thing or two about the first... <laughs> ah, you win. Wildlife cam ring doorbell. Uh, I think it's the eyes. When the eyes yeah. glow, mm. that's what makes it. <sighs> when you're... And this totally. isn't like quite uh, the uh, night vision thing, camera stuff, but like when you see, especially with dogs, this happens, you see like a... Uh, oh, it's a cute photo, and then you take it, and their eyes are glowing all creepy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it, that's a horrible photo now, but it was very cute prior. I feel like night vision has that same sort of psychological mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, I just don't trust I it. I blame Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah, I think sure. it's all yeah. horror movies. Yeah. And then the, people do that thing when you're walking around in the dark, but you're being shot with a night vision camera where you're you kind of have your eyes all wide open because you're trying to take in all the light. <laughs> yeah. But when that, you don't see that in the dark, that's super weird. And then your pupils are glowing too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to hear a creepy night vision story? Yes, please. So uh, in the in this town in Texas, El Dorado, a little sleepy oh, town, uh, Warren Jeffs and that uh, mm-hmm. sect of like fundamentalist Mormons, there was mm-hmm. a guy from Seattle that was a part of that and he flew down there and was an investor and just started buying up property but it was just this small West Texas town that was just kind of like, don't ask, don't tell, you just kind of do your own thing, which I kind of love about Texas. It's like, oh, deep down, I'm very racist, but <laughs> only unless you ask me. <laughs> and maybe now it's changed with Twitter and stuff. But then people didn't know. And one day a guy was like an agricultural uh, plane guy that would drop you know pesticides and things on fields. And he showed up in town. I was like, do you guys, all that property that guy bought up that said he was going to just like develop it later it's being there's stuff going on out there and so they went and looked and there were fences put up and keep out signs and they were building giant like barracks to house they were going to start this huge commune so all these texas people started getting freaked out like what's going on here they're moving and like all these fundamentalist mormons so they decided to get kind of like a militia and they go out there with machine guns night vision they go out to the border of this fence they start looking in at the barracks and all these Mormon fundamentalists were looking back at him with their own night Whoa. vision goggles. Oh, God. <laughs> they were like prepared for this battle. Isn't that a creepy vision? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yes. That never goes well. They did though that time. It, it, that should have been the next like, like, wave. Oh, standoff. Yeah, they got all the women out of there and then like they arrested Warren Jeffs and everything went f- relatively smoothly comparatively to like uh, David Koresh things. Right. Know? Way to go, Texas. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't mess with it. 
<laughs> that is catchy. Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. You know who you should keep weird? Austin. Austin. Yeah. You know what's or, a, in the, Portland? The don't mess with Texas thing, though. So we have cultural things that, like, certain we tend to, tend to distribute them to different, say, like. Uh, parts of the city and or like obviously cultural ethnicity is a part of or ethnicity we're like oh th- this is a cultural thing they do and every uh, the city rarely becomes like homogenized where you know my big thing with litter texas every variety of people age race race ethnicity section all the way all the way everything away down there <laughs> but everyone kind of does have this weird pride in texas there's not a lot of litter and i love that that it's yeah. like I don't know if it it's works. it works. It's an amazing thing. I wish we had something like that here, especially for the litter, because you know how I feel. It about would be that. great. It would be great. What my first year at USC, when I saw a police car drive out of the Jack in the Box drive, uh, parking lot, roll down the window, and toss out a crumpled up bag of Jack in the Box trash onto the street. Oh my god! It was like, oh, LA where are a, the cops when you need them? LA is yeah. a different kind of city. Yep. We see that all the time, but not yeah. in Texas. And yeah. it's just such a cool thing that everyone could unite over and be like, you're a blah, 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 blah. And you're my diametrically opposed opposite, whether that's politically and or whatever. And yet we both don't litter. <laughs> I like that. But that's what would, in an ideal sense, make America truly great, which is like everybody living together. We're all different. We may even hate each other, but... We use trash right. cans. But, no, but we, we res- all understand that this is our space and we're living together and we're going to take care of it together. Yeah. I don't have to necessarily even like you. Right. But- oh, you think women shouldn't have a choice with their bodies? Right. That's okay. We're both trying to make this this country as the best it can be. Right. Clean and et cetera. That, that's a tough one with me that you think that way, right. but I can respect your ideal. That would be interesting. That would be great. Yeah. I think that the where it falls apart is the disagreement over how to make it better. Like some people feel that, you know, the forest should be protected and then others feel like, no, we should be drilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then those are sort of... If you don't like Trump, then just get him out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you guys. I want to tell you about holidaymustreads.com uh, brought to you by Random House Children's Books. This is a great website to go to to get... Uh, books for the littlest readers on your shopping list. Um, Elliot loves books. I've talked about this before, and I love that he loves books because I love books. Um, I find that books make really good gifts for, like we just went to a one-year-old's birthday party and we gave them a book. Um, mm-hmm. And when people give Elliot gifts, and it's by, like, I feel like you can, for Elliot at least, you can never have too many books. And he's always excited about new the books. Gift, the, a book as a gift is as much a gift for me as it is for Elliot. Because yeah, because you get, books right, because, times. yeah, and you find that you memorize them without even being aware that you memorized them because mm-hmm. you read them over and over and over again. Um, HolidayMustReads.com has a ton of really good books, and they're, they're divided into fun categories. So it's like for the kids who need one more book before bed or for, they actually even goes up to teen, teen uh, books for your teens. Um, and a lot of them are holiday themed. And it was very fun for me to uh, go down memory lane, looking at all of them because there's a bunch of books that I had forgotten that I ever was read or read when I was a little kid. Um, 
And of course, now I'm like, I've got to get this for Elliot, like Mr. Willoughby's Christmas tree, which no one here remembered last time I brought it up. But um, we're going to be reading it in our book club. <laughs> and Duck and Goose, it's time for Christmas. I love ducks. I love geese. I love Christmas. I love all of it. So uh, visit holidaymustreads.com for more ideas. Again, that's holidaymustreads.com brought to you by Random House Children's Books. Okay. Wait, back- remember how they used to have like novelizations of every movie that would come out back in the 80s? Yeah. I would like to do unauthorized novelizations of movies that come out. I Which think m- sometimes they were. No, you'd still have to get the rights, okay. though. Which, I want to do it without the rights. Yeah, which movies? What do we think? Just anything. I just want to write a novel of all the books. <laughs> yeah. All the movies. All the movies. Yeah. yeah. And then just this happened, and then this happened. Yeah, that was cool. Anyway, <laughs> okay, Megan says, 911 operators never act as kind or compassionate as you think they would act given the circumstances. Hashtag true crime pods. Um, this is actually true. I have called 911 before. Um, my dad had a heart attack in 1998 and my mom called 911 and then he kind of like came to and was and my mom's like but he was very out of it and my mom's like do you know what's going on like i just called 911 and he was like can't you just call my cardiologist and she hung up and i was in the other room and i'm like what are you doing like he doesn't know what he's saying um, like you got to call them back, but then nine one one called back, so that was a good nine one one experience. But then a couple year, no, maybe like a year later, um, we had been in Las Vegas, and uh, something about silvery pines. I was trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, Silver, uh, silvery, uh, silvery rills. Silvery rills. Um, and home means Nevada, home means the hills, home means the sage and the pine. Out where the trucky silvery rills, out where the sun always shines, shine, shine, shine. <laughs> um, and he, lo- we were driving back, and he lost consciousness, and which is sort of like how his heart attack happened. So we, it looked the same. So we're like, oh no, he's having another heart attack. It turned out that he just had really low blood pressure. And he had to spend the night in the hospital and like there was nothing really wrong with him. Um, and I felt bad about that. So it was a false alarm. But when this was happening, I called 911 and there was this big, de- like my mom crossed the center. She was on the freeway and like crossed the center divide, like drove over the median and went the other way because sh- she wanted to like get him to somewhere and 911 was saying, like, we can't, like, they can't trace you, I guess. Like, you have to hold still. And my mom's like, there's no way she was going to hold still. Like, we ended up driving to, like, Cactus Kate's, and I ran into the casino, and I'm like, my dad's having a heart attack. We need help. <laughs> um, it was all very heightened. But anyway, what I remember from 911 is that they they were, like, very not, help not compassionate and sort of like short fused with me over me saying like we you know we we're not gonna we can't stop we're not gonna stop um yeah i just remember being frustrated with that experience i mean i i would imagine that that's a first of all it's a tough job every call you get is an emergency yeah. that's what you do right and i'm sure they're desensitized also, and they're like well, trying but to also figure out what's the real emergency your, your job is to be like you know all business because you gotta help Right. So you've got to be calm, cool, and collected. So, um, yeah, it'd be nice if they were compassionate, but isn't it better that they just help? 
I also wonder yeah. if compassion engages in uh, comforting before information, right. when the information you have to get out right. immediately. Right, right, right. That's true. It'd be so weird if you called and they were like, oh, shit, <laughs> what? <laughs> What's happening? Oh, oh, my parents. <laughs> oh uh, you're sweet dad. Yeah. And you, you call and say, my dad had a tar- heart attack and they just go, Fuck, he's gonna die! He's gonna die! (laughs) That's it, I quit. (laughs) Dave Cross says, I dream of meeting a... Not the real... Not... He is the real Dave Cross, but he's not Mm -hmm. that Dave Cross. I dream of meeting a mega celebrity and impressing them with just how much I'm willing to treat them like a regular person (laughs) by not fawning over them. Listen... As a celebrity, I can tell you, don't do this. (laughs) I'm joking. But I do feel like there are certain people who are like, I'm going to impress you with how much I'm going to like give it to you and like throw barbs at you. you Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are people who I think if you approach it, if you treat someone like a regular human being, everyone responds well to that. Yes. I think that's generally a good tactic. If you're in a normal situation with a celebrity, treating them like a normal person is a, a good Good way yeah. to go because yeah. they actually are. Yes. <laughs> um, but if you're going to impress we, them with how like, look at me. I'm not impressed with you. It's yeah. It's bend the other way. Like everyone do kisses your ass. I'm going to impress you by how real I'm going to keep it yeah. and like let you know things that are wrong with you. Don't do that. Don't. I'm like, I don't like that. Uh, does anyone like that? No. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, think anybody so. Likes that. I don't think yeah. so. But I think there are people who think that that's how they're going to be noticed or something like by negging you. I mean, I feel like that has more to do with the person doing it than anything. This is like they are made to feel insecure or something by another person having some sort of status over them or something they need to tear them down. I'm not sure. But We were in uh, Portland one time with, <clears throat> and I was doing a stand-up show, which we had done, I think just one Professor Blastoff show up there, but it had a pretty big following up there. And uh, after one of my stand-up shows, a friend of mine was studying it was in law school and this guy had some sort of affiliation with maybe potentially being able to help him afterward. So my friend was like, Oh, you know, that guy is like a blah, blah, blah. I don't remember what the term was. So I go, Oh, okay. And the guy was acting very familiar with me. Cause you know, podcast people start to feel like oh, I'm sort of your friend. So normally I would have been like, all right, man, it's been nice seeing you, but we're kind of packing up our gear and I was leaving with my friends and I was like thinking of my friend who had mentioned this. I go, well, we're going over to this bar. And this guy came along and he brought a friend of his. And he was being real bizarre just around me. I think feeling a little too familiar. And who knows who's a celebrity to anyone. But when like podcasting is such a weird right. subset yeah. of that. Where like you to me are someone that's in my life. So you're you're someone that I know and you right. don't know me at all. Mm-hmm. And so at one point in the night, this dude – uh, had turned to my friends who were sitting eight feet away at a table and just thrown a dart that landed in the middle of their oh wooden God. table. Whoa. And they were all like, whoa! And it's like, <laughs> slipped, like, what the fuck? And the guy was like, oh, this guy's okay. Okay, these guy's okay. Oh, no. And I was just like, everyone's looking at me like, why did you bring the psychopath? Yeah. yeah. And then later, I'm throwing darts, and a guy, his friend, comes up behind me and starts, like, reaching up under my arm to, like, touch. What? And I, what the, f- what are you doing? And then like to massage your man, just like kind of tickling me a little bit. That's so weird. Yeah, and I like I just turn. What are are you doing? Yeah. Oh, Hunsberger doesn't like to be tickled. Oh Oh, my god, do you like strange guys to tickle you, David? How tight! And I was just like. (laughs) 
I made a mistake in inviting you. Can you guys leave? Did I've, you say that? I said that. I felt very proud of Wait myself. Wait a minute. Yeah. Like, who is this guy that's like, oh, I'm going to come up and just tickle this guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, you don't like that? Oh, you don't like It was the strangest thing he could have like, done. Even my best friends, if they're playing darts and I go in there. <laughs> That would not be cool. Oh, look at Fancy Pants. doesn't make his boobs tickled. Okay. Did they leave without a fight? Yeah, yeah. They they seemed very... All right. Okay, showbiz. Okay, Hollywood. Yeah, Johnny Hollywood. He doesn't like to have his nipples tweaked by a fucking stranger. What the fuck, mister? Back down to earth sometimes. That's exactly how it felt. (laughs) So, yeah, just be normal. Don't... Don't go out of your way to like prove how I'm just cool. I'm totally comfortable around you guys. I'm tickling you through all my normal moves. Hollywood really changes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And you That's killed crazy. Allison. <sighs> yeah, there's still a tickle in my throat. I'm just hoping that I can get through the end of the show without peeing on myself because the coughing. You not never like know. I no, I don't like a throat being yeah. tickled. <laughs> you like not peeing on yourself, huh? Okay. <laughs> I'm just debating whether to share with them, but if I've gotten this far, then of course I will be sharing with them. Uh, I <laughs> did I I sneezed. We were in this office yesterday, and I sneezed. Or Saturday or Sunday. I don't remember. Oh, this doesn't bode well. This, <laughs> this doesn't bode well for the it was, uh, it was court case night. at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you sneezed. And I said, do you have, uh-oh, I said, I sneezed and I went, uh-oh. And I said, do you have any Kleenex or anything? And then I stood up, pulled my pajamas. Drop trowel. <laughs> waddled out of the room. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I thought you needed Kleenex for your nose. <laughs> nope. You peed yourself. Yeah. I don't know why I needed to share that. <laughs> it's the realities know. of being pregnant. Yeah. I look forward to that not being my reality anymore. Mm-hmm. This fear of sneezing and coughing and whatnot. Um, you guys, sorry to end on this urine urinary note. <laughs> this has been super fun. Listeners, thank you for listening. Check out Childish Pod. Leave reviews for Allison Rosen and Jim Best Fred and Childish. Um and uh oh wait, Black Friday already week. happened. Yeah. Well, I messed up. Okay. Um, <laughs> we already get, we already said our things. Yeah, we said things. That's the problem with saying things at the top of the show. How, then do, you how do we end? Right, I know. Right. I think you found it. Everybody tell the time you peed on yourself and then yeah. say goodbye. There you go. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? Time, but now we gotta go.